All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is September 2nd, 2021 and week 135. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what does says the Lord as you can see from the title the subject of tonight's Bible study is don't miss the rapture we definitely do not want to miss that so I'm not going to waste any time I'm not going to prolong it anymore I'm going to pass it over into the hands of Minister Tony Banks so he can deliver us the message straight from the Bible straight from God so without any further ado I'm going to pass it over to him thank you guys for tuning in I hope you guys get something out of it Thank you, Melvin. Before we move along too far, we will say a prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can join in with us, we encourage you to do so. Gracious Lord, thank you for another day, Lord, another chance, another day in the land of the living. Lord, we thank you for being such an awesome God in our lives. Lord, you've given us so many things we're not worthy of. Help us to continue to be grateful, Lord. Help us to continue to be thankful, Lord. Help us to continue to uh, look on the bright side of things. Look at the right side of things. Uh, Because nothing that you have given us, nothing that you have given us, Lord, we deserved it. And so, Lord, continue to help us to have that mindset. Lord, continue to elevate us, lift us up, uh, strengthen us, Lord. Give us uh, help us to go on the journey the path that we need to go down lord lord we're praying for our family members our friends our loved ones those uh, unsaved lord continue to uh, help them to find you give them a mindset to want to be saved lord as you have did for us so lord we thank you for everything you did lord we're asking that no matter what happened to us lord that you will continue to remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm lord help us to be joyous no matter what's going on in our lives even when it's hard at times help us to be joyous lord we're praying for the bible study tonight that someone would be encouraged that someone would learn that someone would grow that we would all grow that we would all learn that we would see things in the scripture that we've never seen before so lord we're praying all these blessings in your loving name jesus amen amen so the title is don't miss the rapture now i thought about calling it don't wait too late but i wanted to throw the word rapture in there because it's something that you may have heard of before and i wanted to kind of talk about that tonight so we're going to look at the focus verse but before we actually read what's happening in this chapter i want to go somewhere else and explain to you what the rapture is in case you've never heard of it before because I don't know how much we've talked about it, but let's uh, look at Song of Solomon. Now, I've been doing a lot of reading of the life of Solomon and his children, uh, as well as his grandchildren. And Solomon, we know that he was the wisest man to live before Christ. God blessed him with wisdom and understanding. He was uh, the age of 12 years old when he was brought Uh, a baby that two women were arguing over and because God had blessed him with wisdom he didn't know Uh, 
I don't want to get too deep in it, but long story short, the women, excuse me, Saul told, Solomon told, he told his servants, he said, look, cut the baby in half. And that way, because they were the both of the women were arguing over whose baby it was. He said, well, cut the baby in half. And the real mother said, look, just let her have him then. And so Solomon used his wisdom to find out who the mother was. He couldn't do a DNA test. He couldn't do all these tests that we can do now. But God blessed him with wisdom. So I want to look at something Solomon said in Song of Solomon. And let's pick it up here. Uh, I believe it was verse six. Yeah, verse six. Yep, chapter five and verse six. I open to my beloved. I open to my beloved. Uh huh. But my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My beloved. Now he's talking about God. Now this is a song of Solomon. This is a song, and he's talking about how he opened up. To God, but God had withdrawn himself and was gone. Mm-hmm. My soul failed when he spake. Mm-hmm. I sought him, but I could not find him. I looked for him, he said. I was searching for him, but I could not find him. You know, Isaiah told us, seek him. Seek ye him while he may be found. He's not always going to be found. You know, God loves you. He cares, but he's not always going to be found when you want him. Because right now, he's reaching out to each and every last one of us, asking for us to be saved. And somebody's rejecting him, as I've did many times in my life. But he's not always going to be looking for us. You know, I've heard many stories like this where you have people in high school and uh, (laughs) a guy may really want to be with this uh, girl from the school. And, you know, a lot of times she didn't want that joke. She said, no, I don't want him. But after they got older and she sees how he uh, has progressed and he's turned into a different person he looks different he has money he has all these things going for him now this person now wants the guy but now he's saying no it's too late you know this happens even with God we can miss our opportunity and I know somebody may say no (laughs) that's not who God is well I encourage you I plead with you, find out. Let's see what the book has to say about it. So Solomon wrote, he said, I sought him, but I could not find him. All right. I called him, but he gave me no answer. I, <laughs> we're talking about God here. I called him, but he didn't even answer. We're talking about God. And this is the rapture. Now I'm going to show this to you. But not yet. I want to go so we can understand what the rapture is. I want to go to the book of Corinthians chapter 15. So we can comprehend this. First Corinthians chapter 15 
And let's start at verse 12. Now, we're not going to read all of this, but I just want to highlight a few things here. Because, again, we're talking about the rapture. So what is the rapture? Now, the scripture does not use the word rapture. It does not say, well, Jesus is going to rapture. It doesn't say that, but we're going to find he is going to gather us up. So now let's read it. Let's see what first Corinthians 15 and 12 says. Mel. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead. Now, it's important that there is an afterlife, because if there's not an afterlife, we wouldn't do half of the things we do. We said, man, why does it matter? Because I'm just going to die and never live again. It's important that there is something after this life. You have a reason to live. I know sometimes the devil gets inside of people's minds and causes them to think they don't have a reason to live for. But friend, even if you leave this world, you're going to be raised up again. Let's see what he said. Now, if we preach, excuse me. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead mm -hmm. how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead you know people say this man they said nobody's going to be risen from the dead somebody else over here said well only a certain amount of people are going to be risen from the dead neither of neither of which are true we will all be raised from the dead i don't care if you die tomorrow i don't care if somebody died fifteen thousand years ago 2,000 years ago, we're going to be risen from the dead, all right? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? Mm -hmm. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? And is your faith, and your faith is also vain? It's all for nothing if there is no resurrection of the dead. So we understand there is going to be a resurrection. Let's drop down to verse 34 I just wanted to bring that in verse 34 awake to righteousness and sin not awake now this is going to be important for what we're going to get in tonight awake to righteousness see sometimes we fall asleep physically and mentally we fall asleep in Christ, there are some things that God is asking us to do. Paul told us in one place, look, it's high time. Time to wake up out of our sleep. Time for us to acknowledge what it is God is looking for from us. It's time for us to not be so relaxed. Because when you start falling asleep, all of your senses start fading you. you we don't know what's going on. I can recall many times my mother would come in and try to wake me up. <laughs> I can barely remember it even happening. And then later on, after I'm fully awake, she said, yeah, I came in there and told you that this morning. I said, I don't remember. I was half asleep. Your awareness is not as sharp as it needs to be when you're asleep. This happens even in Christ. Things we should be seeing we don't see but it's because we're asleep we're talking about the church people we're not talking about the world 
We're not talking about someone who doesn't believe in God. We're talking about right here in the church. Paul says, awake to righteousness and sin not. All right. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Go ahead, man. But some man will say, how are the dead risen up, raised up? And with what body do they come? S someone doesn't understand that there is going to be a resurrection. And we're not just talking about the resurrection of Christ. He already has been resurrected. But I know when we thought on Easter, when we talked about Easter Sunday, when we got up that morning, we didn't think, you know, one day I'm going to be resurrected. We didn't think about that. But it's true. There is going to be a resurrection. So now we're going to drop down to... I believe I want verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. Now, we're talking about the rapture. Paul said, I'm going to show you a mystery. Now, a mystery is something that typically people have a hard time understanding. But with the spirit of God, we can understand we can understand how this is going to be. Go ahead, Melvin. He said, I want to show you a mystery. We shall not we shall not all sleep. We shall not all be dead when this event happens. Now the Bible used the word sleep and means being dead a lot of times. You know, even when Lazarus was dead, they told him he sleep. He was dead. And that's all we're going to be doing. And he, they use the word sleep because when you're asleep, you can be awakened. <laughs> I don't have time to get into it. But when you're asleep, you can wake up. That's all our resurrection is going to be. We're going to be wakened up. Go ahead, Mel. But we shall all be changed. We're all going to be changed at this resurrection. There's going to be a change that happens. The body you once had, you're not going to have it anymore. That's what he explained. Above this, we don't have time to get it all. But I want to highlight the rapture itself. So somebody out there who's never heard it or you have heard it and you don't understand what it's all about. I want you to see that. So he said, I want to show you a mystery. See. Somebody might say, well, the rap the word rapture is never in the Bible. It, it's a mystery. See, when somebody I know, <laughs> I know I'm dealing with some people that have seen some movies and TV shows. When there is a mystery that needs to be solved, you get clues. There are things that are not specifically spelled out. It's a mystery, but it's there. So we're talking about a mystery tonight, which is the rapture. Let's see what he says in verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Now look how fast it's going to happen. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Now, since we've been on here, we haven't been on here that long, Melvin. Look how many times we have blinked our eyes. Every other moment, we do it so much we don't even think about it anymore. We don't even pay attention. 
this is how fast he says the rapture is going to happen he said in a moment in the twinkling of an eye uh-huh at the last trump mm-hmm. for the trumpet shall sound and mm-hmm. the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall all be changed see if you understand what he's trying to tell us he said at the last trump now this is going to be the last sound for us this is the last sound see the trumpet gives off a sound it gives off a noise in the old testament we find them use instruments to give off a sound to let the people know when it's time for battle when it's time to retreat different sounds gave a different meaning now this sound that's going to go off is going to let us know this is it the rapture is taking place Jesus told us he said my sheep hear my sound we're going to hear the sound that Jesus is going to give now I want to get one other verse that talks about this same thing Uh, it's in the book of 1st Thessalonians now it's the same thing the rapture 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 And let's start at verse 13 now. Now, this is the same topic we're talking about, the rapture. We're going over this so someone will not miss it. This is the worst thing. You know, I heard someone say, Melvin, (laughs) somebody said, you know, I had an assignment and the teacher gave so much time for us to do it. And you know what? I looked and it was due yesterday at five o'clock. He said they gave all that time and I still didn't do it. He said, man, that's so sad. And you know, I thought, you know, what's way worse than that is for God to give us all this time to be saved and we still miss it. Now, that's worse than not turning in your assignment. You can come back from that. You can get your you can pick your grades back up. But now, if you miss the rapture, that's it. That's it. If you miss this now. Let's go. uh, First Thessalonians 4 and 13. Let's see what he says. But I would not have you to be ignorant. brethren. It's a mystery. He said, I want you to know about this. Uh Uh-huh. Concerning them which are asleep. Those that are dead. Mm -hmm. That ye sorrow not. You don't have to continue to be sad. Now, I know it's a sad thing. But there is a reason to have what, Mev? What do you say, Mev? Even as others which have no hope. See, there's people who don't have any hope because someone died. He said, I don't want you to be like them because that's not the end. That's not it. We're talking about those in the church. Uh Uh-huh. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, 
Even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. God is going to bring even those people that died in Christ. Now we're talking about those that died in Jesus. He's going to bring those people with him. All right. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. Now this is now this is God's word. Now we're not making this up. We're not pretending this. This is what God himself is going to do. All right. That we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. Those of us who are still going to be alive when this happens. That's what he's saying. There's some people that are going to be still alive when the Lord Jesus comes to rapture us up, to pick us up, to gather us, whatever you want to call it. You can call it the gathering. I mean, we, whatever you want to call it, we just call it the rapture. All right. So not prevent them which are asleep. Mm -hmm. We're not going to stop them and they're not going to stop us. All right. For the Lord himself. Now, this is what we just read in Corinthians for the Lord himself. Shall descend from heaven with a shout. Now, this is what he called the last trump. The Lord himself is going to descend from heaven. And he's going to give a shout. He's come. He's coming with a noise. And he told us, my sheep, they're going to hear my voice. Go ahead, man. With the voice of the archangel mm -hmm. and with the trump of God mm -hmm. and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The people who die, they're going to be raised first. This is the rapture. Jesus is coming once again. And those who died are going to be raised first. Those who died in him. All right. Then we which are alive and remain. But those of us who are still alive at this time. Uh -huh, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. We're going to meet the dead and we're going to meet Jesus. Where? In the clouds. In the clouds, uh-huh. To meet the Lord in the air. And that's as far as he's coming. To the clouds. He, he's not coming to walk the streets. He's coming to rapture us up out of here. To pick us up. This is the rapture. He's going to give a shout. And only his sheep, only his people, are going to hear the call. Only his people. And we're going to meet him in the clouds. You know, if you think about it, that's what Jesus vanished into when he left. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, talking to the disciples, he was still standing there and he vanished into the clouds. And that's as far as he's coming. We're going to meet him in the clouds. So now. He said, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is the rapture. Now, if you miss this, now I can't say what happened to you. I truly believe it's going to be too late for you, though. Now, there's some debate to whether, oh, well, you can make it. I say you taking the worst chance of your life. If you think I can stick around and. He's going to let me in. It's a sad thing to miss. You have an opportunity. We have all this time. You know, we do so many things with our time. 
so many things. We waste time sometimes. Sometimes we use our time wisely. But God, the Bible tells us he's long-suffering towards us. He's given us a long time. He's patient with us. And he's calling. He's calling us, reaching out to us, trying to get us to be saved. So now we went through the rapture. I want to go back to Song of Solomon so we can see how this thing is going to take place. Song of Solomon, chapter 5. And let's start. Let's start at verse uh, 2 there. I sleep. I sleep. Now, Paul told us, he said, wake up out of your sleep. He said, it's high time. Time to wake up out of sleep. Uh-huh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocking. He's knocking. He is knocking. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open unto me, he said, I'll come in. But we have to open. We have to open. So he's at the door knocking. All right. Saying, open to me. He said, look, open up to me. Open up. God isn't going to force you. That's what I was telling someone not long ago. I said, look, if God won't force you, why should I? I'll encourage you, but I won't force you. All right. My sister, my love. My dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew, mm-hmm. and my locks with the drops of the night. Now, after the Lord told him to open, I see we have a comment. What does it say, Mel? Uh, Whitney says, it won't be too late, but very hard. Now, I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to deal with that statement. I want you to stay tuned. We're not going to go there now. But the reason I said it appears now. That there will be no more opportunity for those of us who missed the rapture. Now, I'm going to deal with that statement. But before we get there, let's keep reading. Read verse 2 again for me. Uh, I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that Mm -hmm. knocketh, saying, open to me. Open to me. Mm -hmm. My sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. He says, open now this is God talking he says open to me now let's see what Solomon's response is now this is the song now that he's writing the perspective he's coming from he's representing the church that's what he's representing God is stretching forth he told Israel he said I stretch forth my hand all day long to a gainsaying people He said, my people won't even consider the church. We're talking about God's very own people. We won't even consider the stuff he's telling us to do. We won't even consider. But he's still calling us, saying, open up. Go ahead. For my head is filled with dew. My head is filled with dew. 
and my locks with the drops of the night. Now, at one consent, they all began to make excuse. At one consent, they all began to make excuse. This is what we do. Solomon said, you know, <laughs> you know, when we don't want to do something, we make so many excuses why we can't. Now, imagine the situation here. Solomon is giving us this song. And he's writing it from this perspective. And the perspective is. He said, my hair now, especially for uh, the women out there, you, you can definitely relate to this. Now, some people don't mind, but he said, look, my hair is wet. I, you know, I, I finished doing my hair. I don't want to come back out and mess my hair up. That's what he's trying to say here. Go ahead, Mel. I have put off my coat. Look, I've already put on my night clothes. See, we ought to be able to understand what he's saying here. He said, I've already got myself ready for bed. I'm all tucked in. I'm, I'm almost to the point where all I have to do is close my eyes and I'm asleep. But the Lord is knocking at the door. You know, have you ever been in a situation like this? <laughs> where somebody comes to the door knocking. You're already in bed. You've taken, you put your night clothes on. Take your, you've taken your work clothes off. You've taken a shower. You put whatever you put on, lotion or whatever you do. And now you crawled into bed and somebody said, I'm all tucked in. And then you get a knock at the door. You don't care who it is. <laughs> you know, if someone texts you after you've got in bed and say, hey, can you do this for me? You know what we do? We don't open the message. <laughs> we say, I'll just text them back tomorrow and say I was, oh, I didn't see your message or, oh, I was already asleep. You know, these are the things people do. And so Solomon is writing this song from this perspective. We're talking about the church now. We're talking about the church. He said, look, I've already taken off my coat. Uh-huh. How should I put it on? He said, how, do I, how am I going to put it on? You know, don't we do this when God tells us to do something? We start saying, well, how, how is that supposed to happen? How am I going to do that? Well, I just don't see how that's possible. How am I going to put it on the same way you've been putting it on? That's how you do it. But it's the circumstance now. You know, one of the things that I've seen that hurts us as children of God is we rely on convenience so much. Well, you know... Convenience, because everything didn't happen at the time we wanted it to happen, or we didn't feel the most comfortable. It destroys us. We don't want to do anything. So we would say, "Man, I just took off my clothes. Why couldn't they? Why couldn't he have come five minutes earlier?" You know, this is what we would say. 
Man, I just took a bath. And I know I'm going to have to take another bath if I go out. It, it inconveniences us. And so now we don't want to do what God said do. We say, well, what about the money I'm going to lose if I do what God said do? You know, I've spent money into this. I invested my time into this. Do I just put all that to the side? It's inconvenience. It's inconvenience. So read what he said again for me. Start over in verse three now. I have put off my coat. He said, I've taken off my clothes. Now I've put on my night clothes now. Mm-hmm. How shall I put it on? How in the world do I put my coat back on? <laughs> It's because the the person he's writing about, they didn't want to. This is what it boils down to. God tells us to do things. We point blank period don't want to. And we make up every excuse in the world. And we just don't want to. Go ahead, Mel. I have washed my feet. Mm -hmm. How shall I defile them? He said, I've already washed my feet. I'm going to get dirty again. You know. This is an inconvenience. Lord, you got to come back at another time. This is what we do. All while God is standing at the door knocking. And saying, open up unto me. Now, this isn't just anybody we're talking about. This is God. We're talking about the rapture here. Go ahead, Mel. My beloved put his hand by the hole of the door. He got a glimpse of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And my bowels were moved for him. Mm -hmm. I rose up to open to my beloved. Now, after all this time has passed, after making up all these excuses, this is the church. We're talking about people in the church. After we've heard for years and years and years what God is expecting of us and we've made so many excuses now he's gonna rise up alright and my hands dropped with mirror mm -hmm. and my fingers with sweet smelling mirror mm -hmm. upon the handles of the lock alright I opened to my beloved now he's ready to open to the Lord to God now he's ready to open mm-hmm but my beloved hath withdrawn himself. But look at this. See, this is the rapture that we're talking about. See, that's the reason Isaiah says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be able to be found. He's not always going to be found. I know we think God is always going to just let me do what I want to do. Not so. There's going to come a time where you're going to seek him, he's not going to answer. There's going to come a time you're going to be crying out to him and he won't answer. That's what's happening here. But it's because we have rejected him and we have used so many excuses. And he's given us so much time. And now, after we don't have any other options, we, we say, Lord, I'm ready. You know, isn't this, is this not what happened 
to the rich man. Is this not what happened to the rich man? Recall that story, how the rich man ended up in hell. And he asked for a drop of water. Recall this story. You know what he wanted to do? He was trying to open up to God. He said, look, let me go back and warn people about this. This man wanted to be a preacher now. <laughs> he was ready to open up to God. He said, let me go back. And I need to warn my family. I need to warn people. I guarantee you, if he had an opportunity to go back, he would have warned more than his family. He would have told the whole world. All the people that he laughed and joked with, he would have went back and told his friends, look, this stuff is real. But he was rejected. He couldn't even get a drop of water. So you cannot say I'll always have another opportunity because we find people in hell. God wouldn't let them get another opportunity at some point. Now, I cannot say for you what point that's going to be. I cannot say that. Only God can say that. But at some point, it's too late. At some point, it is too late. So I'm hoping and praying you don't miss the rapture. That's what's happening here. He says, I open to my beloved. Read verse six again for me, Mel. I open to my beloved, mm -hmm. but my beloved has withdrawn himself mm -hmm. and was gone. He was gone. This is what some people in the church are going to do. That's the reason Paul said, wake up out of your sleep. Because there's going to be some in the church who are still going to be lost. We're going to miss the rapture. All because we kept making excuses. Because certain things inconvenienced us. Because I just don't see how I can do that. Now this man said, how shall I put my coat on? The reason he put it that way is because there are some things that God is telling us to do. And you know what we say? Now how can I do that? How does he expect me to do that? And he puts something so simple. He puts something so simple because you can do this. It's just a matter of, are you willing? Whosoever will, he said, let him come. Let that person come who is willing to do. The Lord wasn't going to stay there forever and beg and plead with the, the person here. He said, open up to me. And at one consent, began to make excuses. Look, I've already gotten ready for bed. You know, I've already invested so much. I've, I've cleaned my teeth. Look, I've did so much to get ready for bed. And now here you are. You should have came earlier. This is what we tell God. So now, after... He has decided, I'm going to open up. The Lord hath withdrawn himself and was gone. All right. My soul failed when he spake. Mm -hmm. I sought him, but I could not find him. Mm -hmm. I called him, but he gave me no answer. You know, that's a sad thing to pray, to be praying and crying out to God. And he won't answer. That's a sad thing. This is... The rapture he's trying to explain to us. 
because he's coming. I want to get one other place for now that he <laughs> Let's go to Matthew 25 because I want to show you this same story in the New Testament. Matthew 25. Let's start at verse 1. I'm going to try to go through this rather quickly. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> now, this is the same thing now. We're talking about the rapture. We have not started talking about anything else. But I want you to see this. Go ahead, ma'am. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which mm -hmm. took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, this is Jesus. I see. Uh, I think someone made a comment. Uh, I can't tell. Might need to refresh it. Yes, um, Whitney made uh, a lot of comments. That last one. Go. You can go ahead. Uh, I wanted to go to that last one. I see one just popped up, so you might need to refresh yours. Okay, let me refresh. I always want to acknowledge the comments. Don't go anywhere, Whitney. We're about to get you pulled up. Yeah. Having to refresh the comments. So last one says, but in the New Testament, Jesus said he will not reject any that come to him. And I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to deal with Jesus in Matthew 25. Um, and we can actually deal with Jesus in Matthew 7 also. Uh, but for now, we're going to pick him up in Matthew 25. So uh, definitely stay tuned uh, so we can pick this up here. Uh, as we check our comments, we, we've been switching software. And so sometimes our comments uh, don't pop up the way they should be popping up. Yep. But I, I've checked mine. So let's pick it up here uh, in verse one. Now we're going to deal with Jesus because I see you said in the New Testament, uh, Jesus said he would not reject anyone that come to him. Now, that is true until we start rejecting him, because that's what we just read in Song of Solomon. See, God was reaching out to the person there. Now, Solomon, again, he was writing from the standpoint of the church. Now, look at what happened in Song of Solomon. The person began to reject God. It was not that God rejected them first. They began to reject God. He said, look, I, my hair is still wet. I've already washed my feet. I've taken my coat off. How can, he said, how can I put it back on? All while God is standing there. The Lord is calling out to him and saying, open up unto me. And the writer says, look, how am I supposed to do that? See, that person began to reject God. So as a result, God rejected them. So we have to be careful when we start making excuses and telling God what we can't do. It's not that God is just going to reject people because he's not. The problem is once we begin to reject him, that's when the rejection comes. That's, the, that's why the Bible says he's long suffering. He doesn't want any of us to perish. It's not God's will that we perish. 
But now I'll ask you, how is it that somebody is going to perish? That's because they rejected him. And sad to say, some church people are going to do this. So let's pick up Jesus now, written in red. Matthew 25, verse 1. And just quickly, she also, uh, Whitney brought up another scripture, John chapter 6, verse 37, which reads, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, Mm -hmm. and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Exactly. Those that come to him. But we read in Song of Solomon, somebody wouldn't come. When he told them to come, somebody wouldn't come. They said, Lord, now notice this was not a person that didn't believe in God. We, we're we not talking about the non-believer. This person believed in him and they started making all kinds of excuses. They said, Lord, I've already taken off my coat. I've already did this. I've, I've already cleaned my feet. You know, if I come back out there. I have to clean my feet again. I have to put my coat on. The the man said, how? How can I put my coat back on? The same way you took it off. Do it in reverse. But you know, we come up with these excuses and these excuses become valid to us, but not to God. It won't work with him. Let's pick up what Jesus said now. We're talking about the same thing. We're talking about the rapture and salvation. Go ahead, Mel. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Now, this is God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. This represents the church. Go ahead, Mel. Which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. We're all trying to meet who? We just read in the book of Thessalonians, we're going to meet him. We're talking about the bridegroom. We're going to meet Christ in the air. That's what we're trying to do. We're all supposed to be married to Christ. We're talking about the same thing here. So, and went forth to meet. We're talking about Christ. Go ahead, Mel. And five of them were wise. Five were wise. Now, this is the church. Somebody's going to be wise in their own conceits. Paul talked about that. Somebody's going to try to outsmart God. They said, well, I don't have to do that. Because God's going to let me in anyways. Somebody's going to try to be so wise and end up being a fool and outsmart themselves. Because we think we have an unlimited amount of chances. Not so in God. He never gave us an unlimited amount of tries. Let's see what he said. And five were foolish. Five wise, five foolish. All right. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. The people that were foolish, they didn't do what God said. They knew they needed oil in their lamps. But they would not do it. See, this is the exact same thing that happened in Song of Solomon. It was some things he needed to do, but he would not do them when God said do it. See, he did what he said. He came and opened the door. But he opened it too late. So you're going to find here some people, they did not take oil in their lamp, but then they tried to do it too late. See, we got to do it when God says do it. We have to do it when the Lord tells us to. We can't do it too late. Go ahead, man. 
but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. The wise, now I'm not going to get into the depths of this. The wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. They were a light unto the world. Let your light so shine that men may see your good works. Go ahead. While the bridegroom tarried. Now he's waiting. That's what tarry means. While the Lord waited on them. He's giving us a chance right now. He's waiting on us. Uh-huh. They all slumbered and slept. Somebody was asleep. Mm-hmm. And at midnight, there was a cry made. There was a shout given. The Lord cried out and said, come unto me. That's what he was saying. He said, come unto me. He was calling them. The same way in Song of Solomon, he said, open unto me. The same thing we just read in Thessalonians and in Corinthians, I believe it was chapter 15. The Lord called unto us and those that were ready. We met him. Those of us who were ready, but somebody's not going to be ready. And that's going to be a sad day for somebody who's not ready. Because they're going to miss the rapture. Go ahead, Mev. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Go out to meet him. This is the rapture. Uh-huh. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Those that were ready. Those that were ready. They had made themselves ready. The Bible tells us he's looking for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Someone who's made themselves ready. Somebody else is still making excuses for why they're not ready. But the Lord is looking for someone who says, look, Lord, whatever it takes, I'll do it. Go ahead, man. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil. Where our lamps are gone out. You know, you can't depend on somebody else to be saved. Peter told us in the book of Acts, he says, save yourselves from this untoward generation. You can't wait on somebody else to be saved. There's things that we must do. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. He said, take up your own cross. Don't take up the cross for somebody else because you can't. Don't wait on somebody else to do things for you. There are some things that we must do for ourselves. And so now they have not did what they should have been doing. They weren't ready. They made excuses while God told them to do certain things. They made excuses. All right. But the wise answered, saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. We can't do We can't save you. The Bible tells us, Jesus told us in the book of Revelation, he said, behold, I come quickly to pay every man according as his work, according to your own work. He's not going to come back and pay you for what somebody else did. He's not going to do it. He's looking at what you do. Go ahead, man. But go ye rather to them that sell mm -hmm. and buy for yourselves. Mm -hmm. And while they went to buy. Now they're trying to make themselves ready. See, this is what happened in Song of Solomon. The Lord told him to open the door. 
and he made so many excuses. And now he tried to make himself ready. Now he got up, put his coat back on, put his shoes on. Now he's trying to turn the lights back on. Now he's trying to get ready. But he waited too late. He missed it. He missed his opportunity. He said, he withdrawn from me. Said, I, I went and opened the door, and the Lord had withdrawn from me. So let's see what happened here. Again, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Now, who is the bridegroom? It's Christ. While the bridegroom came. Mm -hmm. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. Those that were ready, they went. They met him. He took them. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Go ahead, man. And the door was shut. And the door was shut. Now, for somebody to say, well, I can still make it. I'll ask you, how are you going to if the door is shut? If he closes it, he said, no man can open this. If he opens it, he said, no man can close it. So how are you going to make it? How are you going to do it? When God shut the door, you know what happened in the days of Noah? If you have read that story, and I mean closely, you'll find that the door was shut. Because I can guarantee you, the, the second, the moment those people started seeing water fall down from heaven, because they had never seen rain. Go back and pick it up. It's in Genesis chapter 2. They had not seen rain. I believe it was chapter 2. They had not seen rain. And the moment they started, excuse me, the moment water started falling out of the sky, somebody now said, man, let us go to the ark. <laughs> they said, let's go to the ark. But the door had been shut. God shut them in. So it was not possible for Moses to open the door because somebody said, look, Mo uh, excuse me, Noah. Somebody said, Noah, we believe you now. <laughs> it's raining. We see it. We I know what you're saying now. But just like the rich man in hell, it's too late. God, you have rejected God for too long. He's not going to open up unto you once he shuts the door. This is what we're dealing with tonight. Once you miss your opportunity, God is not going to open to you. Because if he was, ask yourself, why was no one else saved in the days of Noah? Why was no one else saved? Just one person, just one, at least one person should have made it to the ark after it started raining. Now, I don't know if you've seen rain. Well, I'm sure somebody's seen it before. Unless you're blind, you have seen rain before. And you know you don't instantly die. You're not instantly flooded when it starts raining. You know you have some time. They had a little time. It takes a while for the water to completely drown you. At least one person should have been able to make it, but they could not because the Lord has shut it. So now we find once again 
the Lord shut the door. So read that again for me, Mel. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, mm -hmm. and the door was shut. The door was shut. Now, God did this because let's see what the Lord had to say about it. All right. Afterward came also the other virgins mm -hmm. saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. They said, Lord, we want to be saved. See, this is what the rich man said. He said he wanted to be saved. That's what he wanted. But it was too late. So, yes, the Lord is going to reject. But it's because we rejected him. He's not just going to reject you and you want him when he told you to come. If you go when he tells you to go, we'll be fine. You know, that's what we do. You know, and I've talked about this before, Melvin. <laughs> you know, every time we're speeding, when we see that officer, you know what you start doing? You slow down. And now you're ready to follow the rules. But you know why you get a ticket? Because you waited too late. See, we can't wait too late. And God, we waited too late. We said, oh, look, look at me. You know, Melvin, <laughs> I remember one time <laughs> I didn't have my seatbelt on. See, I, I try not to do this anymore. But one time I didn't have my seatbelt on. And as soon as I seen the officer, my first instinct is, man, let me put my seatbelt on real fast. <laughs> let me get my seatbelt on. But you know what? It was too late. He pulled me over for it. You have to do it when they say do it. We cannot wait too late. We can't wait too late. We cannot wait too late. Let's see. Let's see what he says here. Read that again for me in verse 11. Afterward came also the other versions saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Now, these are the people. These are the people who did not make themselves ready. Now they came to the Lord and they said, Lord, look, we're ready now. Look at us. That's the same thing that song, the song of Solomon said to us. He opened the door, said, Lord, look, I'm, I'm ready. But he said the Lord withdrew himself. He could not find him. Go ahead. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Now look at what the Lord said. Now I didn't say this. Read what the Lord said to those people who had not made themselves ready. He said, I don't know you. I know you not. It's because they missed their opportunity. They missed their opportunity. All right. Watch therefore. For ye know neither the, the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. He said, you don't know when the rapture is going to take place. He said, so watch. Continue doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because if not, you're going to get caught slipping. Somebody said that. You're going to be caught slipping. You're going to be lost. We're going to be lost. I see we have another comment there. Yeah, we have a few of them. Um, Whitney um, says Genesis chapter 6. And um, sorry, um, on one screen it says unknown username. So I don't know who all is saying what. I have to go on here. And I think that's David said, just like with Jezebel, the Lord gave her a space to repent. 
but she didn't and was forever lost. She did not. In the book of Revelations, I believe chapter three or two. I think it might be chapter two or three. It's two or three. Anyways, he he's giving us all time to repent. He's giving us an opportunity. But we have to take him up on that. So it's so important. Jesus told us in another place in Matthew 7. He said, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord. Let's, let's get that before we get out of here tonight. Matthew 7. Now, he just said it in 25, but I want to see him say it again in Matthew 7. Verse 21 there. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, look at what Jesus is saying. He said, not everyone that's coming unto me. That's what they're doing. They're saying, Lord, Lord, we want to be saved. But the problem is somebody's waiting too late. Somebody's ignoring what he said do. Making excuses for why they can't do what they need to do. In the book of Song of Solomon, the man said, look, how, how shall I put my coat on? Tell, tell me how, how can I do that? After I've already, <laughs> I've already gotten ready for bed. That's what we're telling God. God, how can I do this? How, how can you put me in a situation like this? This is inconvenient for me. You know, I just shouldn't have to do this. This is what we tell God. So as a result, Jesus said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. Uh-huh. Shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone is going to enter. Go ahead. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. This is the separation. Those that do what he said in Song of Solomon. The person that Solomon was writing about, they didn't do what he said. The Lord said, look, open the door. He said, now how am I going to do that, Lord? They made all kinds of excuses. And they did not do it. And then after he had left, they said, oh, look, Lord, I'm ready to do it. You know, that's what we found with the rich man. He said, I'm ready now. After I've, after he's tasted the hell fires, he said, Lord, I'm ready now. Look, send me back. I'll, I'll preach about you. I'll be a witness. <laughs> Good God Almighty. We'd all be ready once we, <laughs> if we all went to hell, man. <laughs> We'd all have the testimony that we're ready to do right. You know, don't isn't this what happens when somebody gets pulled over? We say, I'm ready to do right now. Look, I'll never do it again. That's what we say. We go and reach for our seatbelt because we're ready to do right now. Now that we've gotten in trouble, we, we're ready to drive the speed limit now. At first we said, man, that's just too slow. <laughs> I can't do that. But once we get in trouble, we say, you know, I'm ready now. <laughs> once the blue lights come on, we slow down. We say, I'm ready. Look, I'm slowing down. See, you don't have to pull me over. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's what we tell God. I'm ready to do what you say. But it's too late. Don't miss the rapture, friends. Don't wait too late to do what God said. He said, not everyone is going to come. Not everyone's going to enter. It's only those that do 
what God told them to do. Go ahead, ma'am. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? I say, Lord, you know me. I've told people about you. I've preached. I've witnessed. I've did so many good things. I told my friends about you. I shared videos about you. I did so much, Lord. Go ahead. And in thy name have cast out devils. Pray for folks casted out devils. Go ahead. And in thy name done many wonderful works. We did so many wonderful works. Now this is Jesus writing. This is Jesus saying this. Now Tony's not saying this. This is Jesus saying it. They're saying, Lord, let me enter in. I've did so many good things. But the problem is they made too many excuses. That's what happened. Go ahead, Mel. And then will I profess unto them. Now look at what he said. Read that again, Mel. And then will I profess unto them. Then will I. Now this is Jesus. Now this is written in blood. Red letters. Then will I. Now, this is Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to say this to him. So you can't say this is Tony saying this. He said, I will profess unto them. Uh I never knew you. He said, I never knew you. This is the same thing we just read in Matthew 25. Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. All because they rejected him. They rejected him. We can't wait too late. We can't think that God is just going to give us an unlimited amount of opportunities. We don't know when our time is up. We don't know. We've heard that story so many times where people say, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get right after a certain point. You know, I just got to do a few more things. Maybe when I'm 40. I heard a man a man told me the other day. He said, Well well what about death deathbed? What about on my deathbed? You know, a man actually told me this. What about deathbed conversion? You know, that's our plan. We say, God, I'm gonna ignore you my whole life. I'm gonna make excuse after excuse for why I couldn't do what you said do. And only on my deathbed. I'm going to say, Lord, I'm ready to follow you now. I'm ready to get right. It's too late, friend. Too late. You've waited too late. You know, we try to manipulate God. We try to make him seem to be as if he he just doesn't understand what's going on. It's too late. Read that one more time, man. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Ye that work iniquity. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So I thank God for you guys. We have to be careful. Don't miss the rapture. He's coming in the moment, in a twinkling of the eye. It's going to be quick. Like he's going to come at a time and an hour that you know not. Like a thief in the night, he said. He's going to come when you're not expecting him. So he said, be ready. We can't make excuses because if we do, we're going to be like the people that we read about. We're not. Again, we're talking about people in the church. These are church folks that said, Lord, I did wonderful works. 
But he's going to say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I know you not. Because you would not do what I said do. You made excuses. So I thank God for you guys once again. I appreciate all the comments. Um, all the things you guys have. Uh, all of your input. Um, I really hope and pray that you guys got something out of this. Uh, and as always, continue to uh, reach out to us. We love, again, Melvin said it, uh, the interaction. We love when you guys uh, have some things you want to want to look at and discuss uh and, and even uh on this topic or any other thing if uh, you want to talk more about it we can do that uh whether tonight or you know even in the future we can discuss the same topic again there's so many other verses to go to uh, i don't even believe i went to all of them that i had written uh, but uh, nevertheless we can look at these things more and more so again thank you guys and at this time in the hands of melvin Yep, definitely. Thank you for the comments. Witness, Stephen. Um, I think Sister Rosie commented. Um, she says, Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not sure if she commented something else, but we thank each and every single one of you guys for tuning in because the, this is what these Bible studies are for, to learn something, to get ourselves ready. In the scripture, we um, it said, watch ye therefore. In another place, it says, be ye also ready because we don't know when our time is up <laughs> like um tony was saying somebody told him what about on my deathbed we and because i've had this mentality too i said while i'm young i'm going to live my best life i'm going to do whatever <laughs> and then when i turn old i'm going to start following the lord maybe when i'm 70 maybe when i'm 80 but that mentality is so wrong my last day could be tomorrow you know and I would not be ready. I remember talking to somebody a couple of years ago, um, saying, bringing up this scripture, saying that not everybody who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall be saved. And then they brought up somebody on their deathbed. They said, so you really think God is going to turn them away? They're begging, they're pleading, they're on, on their deathbed, they're about to die. Even if they mean it sincerely from their heart. And the answer to that is yes, because they've had so many times to get right, to do right. You know, we as humans, we're last minute creatures. A lot of us are. Um, I remember being in school, I saw a picture, a meme, what we like to call them. They say, you can give me 60 years to do a homework assignment and I'm still gonna wait until the night before to do it. <laughs> we're last minute creatures. And we want to have that same mentality with God, just like the people did in the days of Noah. They didn't do what he said, you know, then and the message sounded foolish because they had never heard of rain. But when it started thundering, when it started lightning, that's when they wanted to get their acts together. But it was too late then. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know I've been in this situation my mom told me to do a lot of things, maybe take the meat out the freezer, wash the dishes, <laughs> take out the trash, and she would be gone for the majority of the day. But what am I doing? I'm, on, I'm playing the game. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. And then as soon as I hear that car pull up in the driveway, I'm trying to do everything <laughs> that she told me to do. <laughs> they could have slipped my mind. I could have been angry, just didn't want to do it. But when I saw that she was coming, now nah, she told me to take the meat out of the freezer. <laughs> It's going to be too late when she gets there. She's ready to cook and all that. Now I'm trying to run it in some hot water, trying to put it in the microwave. We try to do everything, but it'll be too late. And I've definitely gotten punished. 
But with God, the punishment is eternal. We don't know when our last day is. This could, I remember when I was little and the, the preacher said, we are living in the last days. And you know, my I had a kid mind. I was so scared because I was thinking literal days. <laughs> Not trying to do everything right. But anyway, the point of what I'm saying is, he said, this could be the very last time that we meet. This could be the very last live stream in a twinkling of an eye and the moment of the time of in, in time, this could all be over. But my question is, would you be ready? Would we be ready? He says, be also ready because we can't wait too late. And I think we already have a Bible study titled that. It's going to be on, on the same premises of this stuff, us waiting too late to get right with God. And uh, witness says he wants a relationship. This is so surreal. Stephen says, amen with the praying hands. And witness also says, it's sad to say people turn to God when they hit rock bottom. You know, that's when we want to go to him. We don't want, when everything's going fine, we don't think about it. But as soon as something gets a little inconvenient, we go crying to him. Nine times out of ten, we put ourselves in that position. Likely doing something that God doesn't want us to do. And then we want to go cry to him and put the blame on him, wanting him to fix it for us. So that's so true. So I don't think we have any more comments. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's, it's great doing this, being able to spread the word of God. I just thank God for giving us the opportunity to do this because a lot of people will say it's weird what are you doing getting on here talking about God we want to see fights we want to see negative news I just thank God for the opportunity I'm always so excited this is what I like doing reading learning about God and this, and that what he put us on this earth to do learn of him learn to love each other learn to love our neighbor like ourselves and this is it's just great you know i thank god for the opportunity because um a lot of people don't have the interest to learn about god and i was one of those people at first so i thank him for turning my life around because where i was heading was was not a good direction i heard somebody say lord i'm scared to do it without you because i'm scared i might succeed and that is definitely true. You may get your goals, but if it's not with God, then it's, it's going to be off and off. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul? You know, another place it said, how hardly shall they that have riches be saved? But what are we taught growing up to go to school, to get a good job, to be rich, to have riches? To only take care of ourselves and, and our natural family and only our immediate family at that. But it's not all about that. It's not all about us. It's not just about our family. It is about our family, but our family in Christ. So that's all I'm going to say because, um, you know, I just get riled up. I can talk about God all night. I know Tony can even more than me. <laughs> so I thank you guys for tuning in. I see we don't have any more comments. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, for the time being, we are only having Zoom Bible studies on Monday 
and hopefully we can pick back up Wednesday again. I know for our podcast listeners, at the end, you'll you'll hear me say every Monday and Wednesday, I just haven't gotten around to changing it yet, but it's just every Monday right now, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you want to join, we can send you the link. We'll be more than happy to have you there. All the messages are recorded, so if you miss one, or we just had somebody recently missed one, and they were able to go back and listen to it, I'm thankful that they had the interest to do that because this stuff is important and we need to know. So Zoom Bible studies every Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And don't forget, if I hadn't said it before, count it all joy again. So there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. We'll see you guys, if not Monday, next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. So, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Uh